Well, uh, listeners, you didn't hear what I just heard, but uh, that was some of the least in sync clapping I've ever heard in my life, um, <laughs> which is just uh, amazing. Oh, God bless podcasting over Skype. Uh, hello, one and all. Um, and I'm introing this one, even though it's an even numbered episode, because Mark uh, is not with us. Um, he's not dead, but he's going to be about 10 minutes or so, but we're getting started. So, uh, welcome to episode 444 of Film Bastards. Uh, my name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Becky Foster. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. No wondering who says and this time round, like last time. <laughs> um, but also joining us this week... Jordan. The man who puts run the run into run DMC, <laughs> the... 5k king a man i'm incredibly proud of for getting through the couch to 5k program and absolutely rinsing it with uh a pace which is just fucking great uh admiral art house himself jordan mcgrath say hello jordan thank you kindly absolutely um so um we have got a couple of main reviews for you this week um scheduling wtfs uh basically precluded us from doing the show that would usually come out around about the time that we're recording this on doctor strange and the multiverse of madness we are going to review it um but i think the main review this week because you know everybody's fucking talked about doctor strange and the multiverse of madness but do you know what people haven't been talking about oh shit well Fuck. All right, we're going to be talking about it as well. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, it's, 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 fi- it's a multiverse double bill. It is a multiverse double bill. Um, I uh, pressed the button on my headset thingy, and somehow I've got a banana dick. Um, I don't. I, I. I don't know how. Um, but it's yellow. Um, and I. It's not quite big enough for me to eat the bananary goodness inside. Um, but I don't know. It might be more tolerable for those concerned. Uh, or the, uh, she concerned, I should say. Sorry. Um, oh <laughs> who else would it be? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, oh, wow. We, I, uh, Becky, you said this introduction was going to be all right. Smooth and, and everything's what I expected. But here we are. <laughs> How fucking wrong were you? (laughs) Wow, we. Right. So, we're going to be talking about them. Uh, I think there's uh, probably some movie news. Uh, Some big trailers to talk about. Um, uh, We got some what we've been watching. We got Twitter questions. It's going to be be a packed one. It's going to be busy. And then after that, we've got to do the next part of our Patreon show, which you can get at patreon.com forward slash filmbastards for $2 a month. How's that for a fucking segue? Uh, where we are continuing on as we hurtle towards the end of our I'd Buy That for a Bastard marathon, looking at the English-language films of Paul Verhoeven, and we are taking on his subversive Space Nazis classic Starship Troopers. Uh, That is going to be a treat. So, we are also a Pod Syndicate podcast. Do you know what else is a Pod Syndicate podcast? Jordan's. Isn't it, Jordan? It is called his film her movie it is his film her movie it's available for your ear holes to be engorged over as is 
the Iron sequel, Chinstroker versus Panther. Uh, uh, Panther. Panther. Chinstroker versus <laughs> Panther. Um, what the fuck, Ian? Um, the rewatch project. I'm just gonna fucking steer what into the, the skid. Um, so, so I've, 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 I've just opened up the questions for bastards on Twitter, and I don't really understand understand why. But Angel Delight is trending. What? Angel Delight, the, the the delicious dessert, is trending on Twitter in 2022. Very strange. Yeah, let's see what people. I'm gonna. I thought you meant in with regards to our Twitter questions. <laughs> um, right, George, you need to find that out and report back. Will do. Okay, good. Um, so, um, let's let's talk some movie news. Um, we'll do the traditional schedule because we spent quite a lot of time just chatting stuff before we started. So, uh, Mark's actually going to be back uh, shortly. Um, bu- 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 bum. What movie news have we got? There's there's probably been some, but it, it just you got uh you got can starting this week, so it feels like everything's a bit canny. Um, I, it's not movie news, but the Depp versus Heard trial has been completely uh demolished by the Rooney versus Vardy trial for me. Uh, I'm finding that <laughs> incredibly entertaining. Um. But that's uh, I, if if you're not in the UK, Google it. It's fucking great. Um, uh, it's in Davy Jones's locker. I don't know who Davy Jones is. Uh, just in, incredible scenes. Um, George, you're, you've got your, your your finger on the the pulse of God. Hollywood. You can ask me what movie. I don't even look at movie new movie news anymore, pal. Um, I have actually no idea what's happening at any point. Uh, 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 oh, this is great. Uh, so, um, I don't just got this guy. I feel like we're missing something huge. I've, I've, got, I've got, I, got screen rant up at the moment, but it's all concept art, and I don't really care. Do you know what? Then fuck it. Nah, let's just let's just move oh, on. No, wait, be no, a long no, enough say that. Um, Fred Ward died. Oh, Fred Ward did die. What a fucking shame that was. Um, like seven in early seventies as well, wasn't he? Well, seventy nine, so late seventies. Oh, was he seventy nine? Yeah. Oh well, in that case, you know, he's dust. He's right. one of those things. Uh, though, I, I, could, I don't mean that. It could be actually a discussion, which which isn't movie news. And sorry to railroad the the podcast, but especially going at the Starship Troopers and things like that. Do we have like? I I think like Fred War really came in the eighties and nineties as like one of the one of the character actors and. It's something I think we're lacking nowadays. Is like really uh-huh. recognizable character actors, and it's a shame. Well, yeah, yeah quite. Um, that's a bloody good point. I, I, I suppose the the closest that we've probably got at the moment is somebody like Jesse Plemons. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's too many hot people in films now. There's that's it, the there aren't enough distinctive. Also... Yeah. <laughs> There's no Steve Buscemi's out there, is there? No weird faces. No, exactly. No weird faces. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, a fantastic intro uh, to the podcast. That, Mark. <laughs> well no weird faces. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> there he is. Um, We've been tracking you on Find iPhone. Have you? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Me driving way too fast home. <laughs> 
Oh, is that what you were doing? No. What about like your Daniel Radcliffe's? Would he count? No, because he's not a weird-looking guy, is he? I mean, he is a weird-looking guy. But he could still like... He's kind of weird. He's a leading man as well, really. He's, he's Radcliffe nowadays. But not anymore, though. He's moved away from it, hasn't he? That guy, is it who played his cousin in it, who is a weird-looking one? Henry Melling, is it? Something like oh, that? Oh, the fat one that's not fat anymore. Oh. Yeah, he's a weird-looking fucker, but yeah. you can still see him doing a Burberry advert. Yeah. But it's like Benedict Cumberbatch is a fucking weird looking guy. He looks and like he's his head's just... been run over. He 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 look do you know what do you know what Benedict Cumberbatch looks a little bit like? Like a skinny version of when Homer Simpson eats that amazingly sour ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow we But yeah, even funny looking but... fuckers get to be leading men nowadays, so where's the line? But... Because, I mean, that's it. It's like Adam Driver. Donna used to call him Justin Long Gone Wrong, as I think I said on the show maybe last week. <laughs> Which is one of the um, greatest things I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's fantastic, isn't it? Um, but it, yeah, that, that, that's the thing. It's just like these weird-looking guys are also hot yep. or they're just not in films anymore. Yeah. That guy, what's his name? From the... Um... Oh, those horror films that the three of that we real that we quite liked last year. Uh, Costas Mandalore from the Saw franchise. <laughs> you want about the Fair Street one? Yes, Fair Street. What's his name? That oh, Fred it. Fred Hedica. Yes. See, he's a weird looking guy, but again, you could see him doing a Burberry campaign. Yeah, you could. You could. Because you don't actually have to be. You just have to be able to make you look attractive. That's it, though, isn't it? It's, it's like, for example, it's like Adam Driver is like the hottest thing right now, but he's a weird-looking guy. It's like you, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at an image here. It's like you can't see Forrest Whitaker doing a Burberry advert, can you? Like back in the pomp of Good Morning Vietnam. But Adam Driver, who is a weird-looking guy, yeah, put him in like a nice shirt. He'll, he'll sell you perfume. Yeah, he can wear the fuck out of okay. clothes though. He's tall and rangy, yeah. isn't he? So like you don't. But he's, he's not a bad-looking guy. He's just a weird-looking guy. And I can never think about yeah, how he like, looks without thinking of that one cat. <laughs> but but it's, even, it's, even, it's, it's, it's not even <laughs> down to males. It's, it's, it's females as well. And it's like, do, do, where's the next Marsha Gay Harden? Where's the next... It's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's a, bit, a bit of a shame that everybody's just so, like, um, CW'd. It, it's almost like supporting actors are the bees of films, where it's just like you, you don't necessarily think that the whole ecosystem's going to collapse because of them, but it could. If there were no more distinctive character actors, I mean, not supporting actors, if there were no more character actors, could it actually have the effect of just somehow killing the industry like bees could precipitate the end of the world it'll just mean that the best supporting actor nomination academy award will always go to somebody like a leading man or a leading lady that was never good enough to actually win an ask a best actress or or actor right bex has just uh helped me out with the cat thing what the fuck have you never seen the adam said that to george as well i don't Have a bang on that, George. <laughs> that's uncanny. That's good. I mean, that... That's something else, that is. Um, <laughs> all right, well, that 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 filled up some time. 
The only other thing I've saw oh, is my dog barks. Christopher Walken is has joined Dune Part Two as Emperor oh. Shaddam for. Oh, what the fuck's happening down there? Sorry, guys. Look, I'm just going to close the door. <laughs> Whatever's happening down there, they can sort it out. Um, yeah, that's exciting, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's it's a proper fucking left field choice, but that could be spectacular. Mm. I'm 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 really excited for the sequel. I'm excited for them to uh, release the IMAX framing version of Dune Part 1 uh, on iTunes or 4K to commemorate the uh, uh, release of Part 2 because uh, that fucker needs that fucking framing. It There's so much. It does. Screen. Yeah, fucking right. Right, let's talk some trailers. So, I'm going to start off with one. Anybody see the trailer for Resurrection? Yes. No, I've not yet. Is, is that the one? So, Ian, 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 how erect were you during it? Uh, very. Um, I mean, Jesus, but like that, yeah. yeah. Um, it's your king. Now, did, did, yeah, um, <laughs> that was a noise. Sorry. Um, this, so this film, when it played Sundance was getting an awful lot of this reminds me of possession uh talk and then you watch this trailer and it's just like wow they're really not fuck they're really burying the lead here aren't they like you would not watch this trailer and go oh yeah this feels like a trailer for something that's like possession at all not at all um I mean, I'm 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 up for it, but Rebecca Hall is just a absolute yes, please to absolutely every facet of my life. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, after What's after the, the night house is it the night house? Yeah. Oh, mate, the night house just <laughs> God, just talk to me passive aggressively, Rebecca Hall, please, <laughs> Christ. Parent teacher days would be uh, interesting, wouldn't they? You'd uh, you'd enjoy those. Do what? Sorry. Parent teacher evenings. If she was Lottie's teacher, you'd have to go on your own. <laughs> You're like Lottie, do shit in school. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be allowed to go. <laughs> um. George was going to say some stuff. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean after after the night house, like Rebecca Hall's performance in that that was superb. But it seems to be have that same energy, that same manic thriller energy mm-hmm. as that. So I'm up for that. And then it's just when mm-hmm. it does cut to Tim Roth, just the way he delivers the line that he delivers, it is Tim Roth is really really. Um, great when he can get to play weirdos and mm. this just seems to be mm. a little bit off kilter and yeah I, I'm, I'm here for it hell yeah hell yeah yeah I mean the, the, it, it may as well be a teaser like on a, honestly I'm, I, the, there's only so much I know about that film but 
it is just like people say it's really kind of like fuck like fucked up and you would not get that from this at all i mean i'm i'm, I'm not going mad there on my jaw no like it, all you get from it is that it's probably going to be intense like the actual yeah. the, her reaction to seeing the the tim roth character you understand that there's something there there's a mystery going to be unraveled and that yeah there's a, a real anxiety ridden um, tenseness to it but other than that it doesn't tell you out yeah yeah uh yeah very very excited for resurrection um what else have we got guys anyone got anything um obviously there's like a couple one or two big ones but uh what have we got hustle i didn't fucking catch this the uh, so the, uh, the adam sandler basketball one yeah yeah I, I I really like the look of it. Um, I really plays, like the look of it. Yeah, is like he plays a basketball scout, finds some people. But I mean, Adam Sandler in drama, like dramatic roles. Although it does look like it's got a little bit of comedy, but it's going to be a bit more of a drama there. But what I like about it is when you've got like a sports drama film, having actual people who are involved in the sport within it, it's. Like I think the, the the guy who he actually scouts is Juancho Han- uh, Hernan Gomez, who is an actual N- NBA player, um, and um, Boban Marjanovic, who plays for the Mavs, is in it as well. Who plays this um, Ser- big Serbian guy? But I, I I like it when they, it's like having, oh, uh, he's got game, like uh, having John, Jesus. John- have you ever seen the uh, Nick Nolte film, Blue Chips? Do you know what I haven't? Do you know what? I think you would fucking love that. Shaq's in it. But like when he was just coming through as a, as a basketball player, and he's in it playing... It, it, it's basically about how um, how college ball players are recruited. Um, and it's, it's a really good movie. It will go on the list. <laughs> I think I, I I think you would very much dig it. Nineteen ninety four, absolutely. Cool, but not yet. Yeah, the, 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 it also looks. I mean, check it out. It, it's you got Ben Foster in a sort of a, a sinister role as well, which is when he's Ben Foster playing a dickhead, never not fun. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, um, yeah. He's he's an intense young man, isn't he? Fucking hell. Um, oh, so we fucking talk about this then? The red band trailer for Crimes of the Future. Yeah. I I just, just do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's like me saying it. I kind of feel like you do have to, but yeah. You're, yeah, you're not gonna have fun with that. I don't think I. No, I don't think I am. I, I, I just. I think you're gonna go. I think you're gonna come out of it and go. Yeah, that's a great film. I never have to. I, I never want to watch it again. I want to have my memory of everything that happened in it, other than it was great. Scrubbed. Thanks, David. I hate it. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the most predefined thanks I hate it of the year for me. 
I'm, I'm glad you guys are looking forward to it. I mean, I mean, it, I don't know. It looks impressive. It, it does, yeah. and I think it, it looks Cronenberg as well. And don't get me wrong, I, I like later age Cronenberg. I like a history of violence, and I, I like Eastern Promises. But just him going back to that body horror stuff is, I, I cannot wait. And I just the fact that it comes out next month is wonderful. We don't have to wait like eight months. It, it's coming out <laughs> yeah. in June. Yeah, that that's it. it, 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 it I keep I was looking at it going. Oh yeah, it looks really good, but fucking hell, it's gonna be. I'm gonna see it like, next February, and then Sarah was yeah. like, "Oh no, wait, no, I'm gonna see it next month." Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, you've got to watch Naked Lunch again, by the way. Icky. Yeah, I'm going to try and get Naked Lunch done because I've not watched it in a long time. And I've not watched it sober or not under the influence in an even longer time. There were two things wrong with that title. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, maybe just as painful to watch. Uh, the remake uh, of Father of the Bride. I haven't watched this um, one yet. I haven't watched this either. Father of the Bride's a really good film. Mm. Like, a really, like, as, as a type of film it is, it, it, it is very fun. This looks fun, but just cheap somehow. It, 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 cheap is the word. Sorry. The thing is, yeah. it, does, it looks really cheap. And then you look at it going... Do you really need the money this much, Andy? Yeah. I mean, at least it looks like they're trying to kind of do something a bit different with it. Which is fine. But, again, I I don't get Andy Garcia's career arc. (laughs) Yeah. Because he is a good actor. He's never he's never had a, a period where he's been a bad actor or anything like that. He doesn't even appear to have had a period of his career where, you know, his private life hit the skids or anything like that. He was never box office gold, so he's no longer he's no longer box office gold. He's always been a a, a supporting character actor. Mm. So why does he do these mad weird films all the time? Why isn't he in things? Why isn't he in, like, Dune and things like that? Well, yeah. Maybe he don't want to be. Maybe he wants but that's, to be that, that's the only thing I can think that he doesn't want to be, that he likes doing stuff like this, which is fine. But you've just it just seems like a weird career choice to him. It seems like a choice rather than something he's, he's having to do. Mm. And that's what feels weird about him. For me, it's films like this. Is I mean, trying to remake them. Yeah, you're gonna to have to do something different because when the fa- when the original Father of the Bride was written, it was engineered for Steve Martin. It was yeah. engineered for his neurosis and for his style of comedy and just to see him unravel. Whereas they're trying to take that template and put it. I mean, Andy Garcia. I haven't watched the trailer, so I don't know if it's a comedy or if it's a more of a drama or if it's whatever. But if it is a comedy, Andy Garcia. I haven't really seen him be funny. I've seen him have little jokes here or there, but to have to have that same style of, of, of film, you, you can't have it with with that actor 
replacing Steve Martin because mm. I say Steve Martin is a good actor, but he's near enough always Steve Martin. But that's why we love. It's like Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah, he, 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 he's a good actor. He's an incredible comedian. Yes, I think it's it's interesting that because obviously the original was very much against the backdrop of the the whole like nuclear family, whereas this is against the backdrop of a bit more of a dysfunctional, bigger family, like extended family, if that makes sense. So, I, I don't know, I just think it's, at least they're trying to do something different with it, rather than just beat for beat. You know, at least it's not West Side Story. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll uh, pretend I didn't hear that. But, um... <laughs> No, but do you know what I mean? At least yeah, they've not I, I, done like the Psycho remake, for example. They've not just gone, right, let's just make this with someone else. It's, it is like a different vibe to it. It just it just feels like filler. Yeah. Like, it, 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 do, it, do, it doesn't necessarily look like it's been made by anyone who's got a particular passion to, fuck, to do it. And Warner's obviously don't have much passion for it because it's just going to be the film that premieres on HBO Max that week. Mm-hmm. Content. So yeah. it's not a movie; it, it's content. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, again, with with films like this, you've got even if you're going to do something different with it, you've got to have somebody who's going to bring something different to it. It's like my example of that would be Footloose. Um, yeah, great. Mm. Like Craig Craig Brewer brought so much to that, uh, like that 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 film, and I love the remake of Footloose. I think it's such a decent movie, but it's like. Yeah. Craig yeah. Brew is an interesting filmmaker, and the fact that Footloose is there in his filmography is kind of weird. I mean, what is, Hustle, Hustle and Flow, Black Snake, Black Snake, Black Snake Morn, and then his next film was Footloose. <laughs> it's so interesting. Yeah, uh, anyway, you know, we'll probably talk about it at some point um, down the line. I uh, can't imagine it's going to be a main review unless. Like I said, no, I'm not going to say that. I don't want to wish that upon the world. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, okay, so I think I've only got one more, which is the big one. So has anyone else got any trailers? No, I think it's the big one. I don't even know what the big one is. Yeah, you do. Actually, actually, I, mean, I actually think I may um, have. I was supposed to, oh. what else to do. I watched one for Cha- Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Uh, is this the the Dakota Johnson? Yeah. What does this? How does this look? It's on Apple TV next month, I think. I, I liked it. Um, it looks very much like your millennial trying to sort their lives out, but can't um, because of what the society and because of the economy and things like that. But it looks charming. The the guy who made it made a film called Shit House, which is supposed to be quite good. Which I'm going to check out before watching this, but no, I I enjoy the trailer. It looks quite um, charming and kind of heartfelt. Nice, nice. Yeah, App, uh, Apple TV mid June that one. So uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that on the show. Does she play them? Just reading the synopsis. Does she play the mother in it? Or she does. Yeah. When did this transition happen where Dakota Johnson's just mum in stuff? She went from being fucking, what's her name, in Fifty Shades, and now she's just playing mums in stuff. And I don't, I don't care for it. It's raising the bar too far for mums. It's not fair. 
because Chris Martin's got like a real predilection for seeing her play young mums, and he she just needs to satiate his desire. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Well played, Chris. I forgot she was dating Chris Martin. Oh, I mean, it is spectacularly well played, Chris. Yeah. He's really punching there, isn't he? I mean, Chris, Chris, Chris Martin's, yeah, Chris Martin's fucking hit list is pretty fucking tight, mm. I must admit. Mm. I mean, he, he's hitting mayor levels of <laughs> of fives. Well, at least mayor's like A, talented and B, not bad to look at. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Martin's rocking some what is it, yeah. Mm. You imagine Don Johnson meeting him for the first time <laughs> and just like what he must have made of him. Uh, apparently, apparently, the first time we met him, he told him that uh, his band were a shitty U2 and U2 were really shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So basically what Great. everyone I mean, wanted that... to say to Chris Martin for <laughs> yeah. a long time. He's like, yeah, I, I listen to your records. You're like a shitty U2 and U2 are shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. I really hope that's true. <laughs> and what are you going to say to Don Johnson? Fuck you. <laughs> He'd just laugh and go, just... maybe, and then just walk off. Yeah. And am I am I right in saying that um, it's Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith? Is she's yeah. Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith's kid? Yes. And Melanie Griffiths used to be with Antonio Banderas at some Antonio point. Antonio Banderas is 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 uh, Dakota Johnson says you know that he very much is my stepdad. What a fucking wild world that is. <laughs> it's like the fact that Stanley Tucci and John Krasinski are kind of like brother-in-laws. Yeah. Like, that. that's a well, the, fucking yeah, the, um, weird one. Uh, Tibby Hedren's her grandmother as well, isn't she? Sorry, say again. Tibby Hedren's um, Dakota Johnson's grandmother. Fucking hell. Because, of course, she's Van Griffith's mum. And um, the one that always gets me is... Um, what's his name who played um, Albert in Twin Peaks? Albert Rosenfeld. Miguel yeah. Ferrer. Yeah, Miguel Ferrer and George Clooney as stepbrothers. Yeah, and, like, like, but, like, yeah. grew up together, like, in the same house. <laughs> Step- Wild. That are like brothers. <laughs> it's like just the randomness Wild. of these things. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I mean, I'd much rather talk about that than probably talk about the main trailer mm-hmm. for for the week. But, you're but let's to do let's, that let's talk. <laughs> let's 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 talk about it. Um, George, how fucking. Um, excited are you to return to Pandora it better be a lot <laughs> given how much you fucking bomb Avatar see I enjoy Avatar um, I actually do like the spectacle of it uh, but it's madness that it's been longer between Avatar and Avatar 2 than it was between mm. Titanic and Avatar Titanic and Avatar 2 it, yeah it, it's yeah. crazy but the truth didn't really tell us anything it, and the hilarious thing I actually watched like a side by side cut between the teaser of Avatar One and the teaser of Avatar Two, and like the first like minute are basically identical shots. It it's weird, but never write off James Cameron. 
that's all I'm going to say is if you spend 12 years doing something, then it, it's going to have something about it. Either that may not be story, but it's going to deliver an experience. And that's all I, I think is that it's going to look or it's going to do something mad because a person who is as inventive and as good as a storyteller as James Cameron is, 12 years is a long time to tweak it. Now, hopefully he hasn't tweaked it too much, but I'm holding out hope. However, my interest in Pandora has waned just because of the length of time it has been since... It's 12 years... But the fact is, it's not even like they came back and like announced a, a sequel like two years ago. It's been in development for twelve years, so we always we always knew it's coming. But the fact it's it's taken so long, the expectation I think will either be huge or we'll find out what happened um, to the audience that actually like got like two point eight billion dollars worth of um, cinema tickets back in two thousand and nine. I mean. It is that long ago that I think we we were like mid heroes when we actually reviewed it, and that's been finished a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it kind of feels like another fucking lifetime, you know. Um, that Avatar was a thing that was about and discussed, and it, it, it's just the fact that the the, the cinematic landscape has changed mm. so profoundly during that time where now big blockbuster shit is the stuff that keeps the engine chugging and it's i I don't know it's like i i wonder i i wonder if like the cinema audiences of today will get on with pandora or whether people there will be people who will find problems with it, both on either the left or the right, or maybe both. Well, the thing um, is, Avatar didn't make its money because uh, if it being a a great story or anything like that, it made its money because of it was the spectacle, and that's mm, that's how yeah. Cameron sold it. It's also how Cameron sold um, Titanic was the spectacle of look at what I've done, and that is that's how he sold a lot of his movies throughout the years. You know, there was literally, I think there was a point. From from aliens, uh, which was what eighty six, that every movie Cameron right. made up until Avatar was at the time the most expensive movie yeah. ever made, um, yeah, yeah. and they all went through. Um, Titanic had you know the spectacle, and he got lucky with the stars as well. You know, not pure lucky he picked them very well etc the only thing is now is he's trying to sell spectacle in the middle of everything spectacle and i mean it looks fucking hideous (laughs) (laughs) wow it is grotesque how hideous it looks but but don't bet against Cameron, because he doesn't have to make a good film, he just has to make a lot of money. Don't bet against Cameron, and do not bet against Uncle Vin. That's right, Uncle Vin's in it, I forgot about yeah, that. don't bet against Uncle Vin. I still don't want to watch it. 
I know you're not going to watch it because you've not watched Avatar. No. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, look, I'll give it a go. It'll be coming out like the week before Christmas and I'll probably be in the mood to be transported for a few hours. Well, even though then again, I'd say that, I was exactly the same as the first one and it was probably the biggest disappointment I've had in the cinema in my fucking life. So, um... Uh, you know, and even rewatches afterwards, I like, I'm, I'm, I've made my peace with Avatar more through realizing that you know, films aren't the only thing in my life. Grow the fuck up as much as anything else. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. The fact that like there's another three of these after does, you know, worry me profoundly <laughs> but when, when, when the fifth one literally lands on fucking disney plus on like a tuesday in 2024 it, it's weird as well because I, I watched an interview it must have been either the start of the year or the end of last year between james cameron and Denis villeneuve and they were, like it was a half hour discussion between them and like how he was talking about like the scheduling and how they had to shoot parts of part four this time because the kids would age out of their roles because it was yeah. going to take so long. It's just like, it, other than Boyhood, but Boyhood was an experiment as well. It's the amount of money that's got into these things. And it's such a It's weird to say that once a sequel to what was once the biggest um, grossing film of all time is a gamble but it massively is yeah but I mean like the potential ROI on this motherfucker is just something else sorry shit sorry uh, return on investment yeah um, but yeah um, it, it, it just it's yeah it, it could be like fucking spectacular and just the whole you need to see it in the cinema thing like they did for the first one. You could see that effectively done. It's just you'll get people in that first time, but will they go again and again like they did for the first one? That's the thing, yeah. Because it's... I mean, like, you know, we're, we're in a day and age where Doctor Strange, even with a nearly uh, over two-thirds drop in the US week, weekend on weekend, is up to around 700 million worldwide. Mm. So wow. these... Yeah, I mean, which is mad. Fucking great. Um, yeah, but the audience yeah, is there yeah. for that. Don't bet against Cameron. Do not bet against Cameron. But I mean, it isn't going to do two point eight billion. Like, like, what is it? Is it just isn't? I don't want but it'll to do really a billion. Hope it fails because that's bad karma. But like, the hubris of waiting this long to release the sequel annoys me. It. I. I my prediction about Avatar to. Weight of Water or whatever it's called. Way of? Yeah, The Weight of Water is that the Sean Penn and um, yeah. Elizabeth Hurley movie. Oh, I thought that was the fish fucking movie. What's that then? Shape of Water. Oh, okay. The Shape of Water. It's a fucking weird trilogy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but it's, it could literally be the first film where if it grosses $1.2 billion, as soon as a that disaster. would be a massive disappointment. Yeah. What it, I mean, what the fuck? It is. It, it could be one of the weirdest movies that makes money, but is considered a flop. 
this fascinating. Fa- I mean, like the I'm I'm intrigued enough for the fucking box office nerdery of it alone. Yeah. Um. But between that and the Shazam sequel, I know which one I'm more looking forward to watching around Christmas. I'll say that. Um. <laughs> I, even though, I mean, like, apparently they're going to re-release um, Avatar in cinemas in, like, September or October. And, I, look, I'll be honest, I didn't see it in IMAX the first time round. So I'll, I'll probably give it a, a give it a poke on IMAX 3D. That could be fun. Um, and that'll be the way that I'll watch this one. You know, like, I'll try and go for the most optimal way to sink myself into the the way of water and uh you know we'll, we'll see how it goes if this fucking thing is three hours long though i swear to god it will be like it will be it'll be two or two uh, two and a half hours plus i'd, I'd laugh my ass off now <laughs> if if all these sequels come out and they were all like 88 minutes long <laughs> they're a tight they're a tight 88 minutes yeah, it's just basically made two fucking three hour movies and releasing it as four sequels he just pocketed like 150 million of a 300 budget. Just yeah, 76 minutes. That'd be fucking. <laughs> but, but Disney would be all over that. It'd be like we can show it how many times a day. <laughs> um. Oh wow. We right. Okay. Let's move on. So uh, let's let's warm up our multiverse double bill. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk some strange. Uh. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is directed by Sam Raimi and stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Juwatel Ejiofer, Benedict Wong, Zochitli Gomez. Is that actually how you pronounce it? I was actually hoping Mark was hosting this episode to just so that I could say so shit. Yeah, I, 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 I'm glad that Ian is was doing this because yeah. literally when the credits came up at the end of, of Doctor Strange and obviously we were still sat there because we had to watch the What Is It, I looked and went, shit, I've got to try and pronounce that in like a week. Yeah, Sochi. Sochi it is. That's not what cool. I... Cool, Sochi Gomez. What? I'd have gone Sochi cool. Sochi it is. Yeah, let's l- let's let's move on. Let's move on. Um, and uh, Rachel McAdams, who actually has a bigger part in this than I thought she was fucking going to. I'll say that. Um, even though the with Michael Stuhlbarg <laughs> is incredible billing. Um, I mean, wow. Right. Okay. So, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. IMDb says Doctor Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell. That opens the doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself, whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange Wong and Wanda Maximoff. That's not what happens. No, but they've clearly tried to misdirect with the trailer and stuff, haven't they? Um... Uh, yeah, they have, but the film's out now. IMDb could actually tell you what the film's about. Yeah, uh, Wonder Maximoff's a bad guy. Nice. Yeah, yeah, this is what know. I love about IMDb plot synopsis. It's often they're just nowhere near what the actual <laughs> film's about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's yeah. So yeah, um, Wanda is, is the bad guy. She's trying to get Amer- America Sanchez, played by uh, Zochi Gomez, um, for reasons, and uh, Doctor Strange protects her. 
and they go into loads of different multiverses. Uh, there you go. So, yeah, a very um, messing about with what your expectations are of this film in the marketing, uh, I must say, even though, to be honest, if anybody had watched WandaVision and saw the post credits bit at the end of WandaVision, it was a little bit, why, why is she good again then? Because it kind of seemed like something rough was going to happen. Um, I like that the film, I was surprised that the film didn't bait and switch you for that long though. It's literally that one scene and by the end of that scene, Strange has figured her out. Mm. Um, so that was something at least. But um, George, as our uh, non-regular participant on the show, let's start with you. What were your thoughts on uh, Doctor Strange 2? Well, um, there's some little moments in Doctor Strange that I enjoy um, the pure some of the pure Raimi madness of it but it doesn't help it enough in what is probably the weakest installment in the MCU in quite some time for me and and I'm, I know there was rumours that of like a near three hour cut of this film and you can feel it you, you can palpably feel things being cut out to try and streamline it and, and because there's something about the narrative and the pacing that felt really off about this and it, it always seems to be on the cusp of something big happening but then heads into a different direction and yeah it, it it's a weird one for me because you've got strange which i mean I, I enjoyed the first doctor strange movie but this seems to get a little bit lost in itself and not only that i just feel it it's all a bit empty, and it's just just maybe like a shiny, hollow ball. And like that, you've got also like the character of America Chavez. Like she is a character of zero personality, and is only there as a human meat bag of a MacGuffin to try and keep the plot moving along, and doesn't really give you i mean there's a little bit of fan service and and i feel like a hypocrite when i when i actually say this disappointing that is that like nowhere home i really got irked and bored by the constant theorizing of who was going to be in this um how many cameos etc we were going to see but after what we got i i think there should have been more scattered throughout (laughs) Because it just seemed like, oh, we're doing this, and then it was the set piece, and it was like, oh, okay, well, what did that really add? It, it didn't really add anything. It wasn't that fun. It's very empty, isn't it? But I think that's I yeah. think that is symptomatic of what what we are, have been saying for a while now about the Marvel movies, which is they just don't know where the fuck they're going. There's too many possibilities and too few possibilities at the same time. Because so a lot of the well loved characters that have been built up have gone the new shit hasn't landed well Eternals wasn't well received Shang-Chi didn't do as well as it probably should have done or that they wanted it to do and I, I just I, they, it, it always felt previously like in the last phase it always felt like it knew where it was going mm. and it was tracked and then you'd watch a film and you'd go 
fucking hell, that's a callback to that two movies ago. And there's none of that now. It's so piecemeal. Yeah, I mean, the the whole kind of multiverse thing. I, I know it's a it, it's a big thing in comic com, comic books. Sorry, comic books. But when, <laughs> when it comes to fucking comic books, those comic books from the Russians. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That, I mean, well, that's what they're doing. They're, they're seeding all these ideas in to try and make things creatively bankrupt the bastards. Um, but no, I mean, it, 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 when it comes to film and TV, it's just like I, I don't know. I, I, Unless you were just insanely invested in a specific character. So it's like Captain Carter. Cool. You know, like people wanted that. And, you know, there was always the sense that that Hayley Atwell got kind of fucked over. And Agent Carter was well liked and cancelled after two seasons. You know, but then it's like that comes in. It's like for what? Okay, cool. And she's dead. You know, the Lashana Lynch being Captain Marvel. I mean, right, okay, and now now she's dead. It just, it, that whole Illuminati section mm. was some of the most just fucking leaden, depressing, is this, is this what we have now, is it? The only bright just, spot in that whole section was Reed Richards. I thought, I thought he was, he was good. He was... But, but it was, it's just a bit boring though, isn't it? I will use an, an Ianism for this. It was a little bit, here, here's your John Krasinski as Reed Richards, your shit munchers. <laughs> it was that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it, it, it felt a little bit like that. What would have been better is if it wasn't fucking him, it was like somebody more interesting. Yeah. Even though, I mean, when, that, when he was revealed, the guy behind me, I do think had an orgasm. Um, Fuck's sake! But it's just like, for example, um, no way home. The, having people coming from other films and cameos, etc. It, it was part of the plot. It was part of the story. It was part of that that the moral and, arc within the actual. And people have a connection with yes. them as well. Yeah. And then, like, okay, John Krasinski's Reed Richards, cool. So we may or may not see him in a film in a couple of years' time. Oh, my giddy arm. I just, I, who who cares? And the thing is, I don't think Raimi particularly cares either because that, those, those sequences are shot like shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's come out that Elizabeth Olsen is like, I've never met yeah. John Krasinski in I, I my don't life. know. I've never met that man. <laughs> I've met his wife, but I've never met and, that I mean, man. I've never met that man is the quote. I mean, it's a fucking amazing quote. Um, and it, it just... It, so it, it's just all this piecemeal stuff and then it's just all comped together. And the the, the thing is, I mean, obviously I'll go to uh, Mark and Becky in a minute, but like the rest of the film, I, I, I'm, I'm not in love with the film, but I thought the rest of the film was better than this section. Yeah. This section was just so... Fucking, he, like Mark said, here you go, you shit munchers. Here's something to get fucking excited about. Num, 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 num. I'm, it's so fucking boring. And this is, but this is all the stuff that drives all the social media traffic now. And it really, it worked with No Way Home. And I can see them double downing 
on this. But also, to be fair, I wouldn't want them to double down on more Eternals either. So I don't even know what the fuck I want out of the MCU at the moment, but it's not Eternals and it's not really it's not really multiverse of madness there was there was another aspect of, the, of this film that really fucked me off but i'll get to that bex what did you what did you think of the thing overall um pretty much the same as you guys have said really i enjoyed the bits that were quite evidently just pure raimi bits um zombie doctor strange was kind of funny um the, it was frustrating because the, the thing that looked really fun and interesting from the trailers was exploring the un- other universes but it was literally like a clip show of that and then they just went to that one and so that was disappointing um, I feel like they did the whole uh, Wanda character bit a bit of a disservice to be honest considering you know, you're supposed to be emotionally invested in these characters and if you've watched WandaVision, you've watched the journey that she's had in that and it's it's a TV series about grief and loss and how much pain she's in and it's just reduced in this to ah, uh, something happened, she's a baddie now and the one bit that you see that calls back to that is like a couple of seconds where she's trapped in a cage in Scarlet Witch's brain, uh, in a cave, sorry, in Scarlet Witch's brain, so I found it just really reductive but at the same time, I've watched WandaVision. I was fine. I think that would have been fairly incomprehensible if you hadn't. Or you'd definitely get an awful lot less out of it. I mean, you had to keep sort of leaning over and whispering questions to me. A couple of times, you? yeah. I, I, I put connective tissue together, but had I not been able to confirm, confirm it, it, yeah, then I would have been a bit like, this. I am, I am now guessing what's going on yeah. here yeah and i managed to confirm by going so did that blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> the, the first one was so I, I... the who are those children yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i just yeah and and that that element of it as much as i had a decent enough time with the film it was fun i didn't come out feeling like super disappointed the more i think about it the more that element of it pisses me off because i haven't watched any of the other tv series I'm not going to watch any of the other TV series because they don't appeal to me. So where does that leave me? With regards to watching the rest of these movies. I was fine with this one, luckily. I think think that's a choice as well. I mean, they're obviously going... They're treating all this as the same sort of... Yeah. Universe as the yeah, so it, it's it's up to you if you want to watch it. If you don't, but I I, I don't see that as a, as a ma- saying like they've got to keep it two movies because it's a, I, I I I I passionately disagree with that. <laughs> For the simple fact is, I get the idea that with the movies that you that you should have seen that you, that you have to have seen the movies because they're a continuation for it but I'm going into the movie and I'm paying my money to go and see Doctor Strange uh, in the Multiverse of Madness and I'm paying my money to go and see that and I'm accepting that I to get the maximum out of it I have to have seen probably the majority of the other Marvel movies over a certain amount of time I shouldn't then also have to subscribe to a TV channel and have to watch 14 different and watch an entire TV series as well to be able to get some very big plot points from it mm. 
that is now a point where I think I, I'm now looking at it going so Black Panther do I have to have watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that even the name of that TV series yeah right yes. yeah you did well um, so I, I shouldn't have to have uh, uh, go into that going right so, so there's a point now where I, I'm getting to the point of where I'm going do you know what I'm getting ever closer to the door and going nah I'm fucking done mm. because it's fucking where do you draw the line three TV series a fucking year and three movies can't be bothered Mm, no I could just yeah, I mean, about so with the d- movies <laughs> yeah exactly so this is actually the the thing that pissed, most pissed me off pissed me off about the film uh, other than the fucking Illuminati sequence <laughs> but the fact that Sam Raimi apparently hadn't watched WandaVision was basically kind of told what happened and I'll be honest, I thought that absolutely came across. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't, on the very base level, yeah, sure, so, it's the same character. So hang on a minute. It didn't feel like... No, it didn't. Sam Raimi can direct the movie and he doesn't have to watch WandaVision, but I have to watch WandaVision <laughs> to be able to fucking get the full maximum out of the movie. Nah, fuck but off, to, to be honest, the... In, 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 for my money, the misinterpretation of the character does be, does belie the fact. Yeah, he didn't watch One Division. Yeah, it, 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 I, her uh, absolute obsession with I need to see my kids again. That was not there at the end, and I get that the post credits being kind of basically says, "Oh, she's going bad," but. She's doing that going bad for a reason, and that reason seems to be because she wants to see her kids again. There was none of that at the end of WandaVision. As Beck said, it was like it was basically her accepting that okay, she's not going to be able, able to have the things that she wants. If she was going to go down that route, then really it should be, and I want vision as well. I mean, he yeah. got fucked over in that, didn't mm. he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, not mentioned at all. And it, it, it just it didn't feel creatively like the same character and it's mad because Kevin Feige is obviously incredibly involved in all of these I mean it said a Kevin Feige production yeah. on this one I don't remember the others I don't actually remember the others saying, saying that, that. I, I, I did like, it's think usually, that, that was Kevin Feige showing his balls to, to the audience at the end I was like oh okay fair enough yeah <laughs> but he's not helping Raimi I mean Raimi probably could have helped himself out by maybe just taking the time to watch WandaVision if you're fucking directing the film that's basically the follow-up to it yeah. um but yeah I mean I've got to agree with Mark though the fact there's one thing for like this is Doctor Strange 2 if you haven't seen Doctor Strange and stuff happens in Doctor Strange which leads into Doctor Strange 2 and you don't understand it it's probably you. kind of on you yeah. but the the idea of having to watch and it like eight 45 minute episodes of tv to truly get what what is actually happening that I, it's, I, it's when you differentiate so I, I do i mean i know this podcast is very much don't but i kind of don't even differentiate film and tv anymore like i just see it as a visual medium and i watch them both interchangeably um and i'll go through periods where i don't watch many films and i watch loads of tv and it's something that I'm invested in, although I am getting tired of is is Marvel. But it's got to the point where 
if you want to be in some sort of a discussion with friends or whatever, you're going to have to see them, and that's why you've sat Fuck through Falcon and the Wilton Soldier and things like that. But yeah, I don't really I, I, differentiate I, I, film and TV there's anymore. A between, it, 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 there's it, a difference between enduring a not great Marvel movie and then enduring an entire fucking series just so that you can get some of the bits that are going to happen in the second Black Panther movie. It's one of those things, though. It's like it's a weird thing, isn't it? It's like Marvel movies for me, and I know people's rating systems um, are different, but and there are some that do are exceptions to um, the rule. But most Marvel movies are just three star, straight down the. You know what I mean? They are just good. Because my thing about Doctor Strange is, is I enjoyed the Raminess of it. I enjoyed it, but in the same way, and I am not. Mean this to be flippant, but in the same way as I enjoy a Big Mac, like I enjoy a Big Mac when I'm eating a Big Mac at the time. But then, if you said to me, "Could you rate your five greatest burgers of all time?" Not a single one of those is going to be a Big yeah. Mac. You don't think and I three days later, God, that was uh, yeah, and I, and I, yeah, I, you know, the more I think, if you ask me an hour after I've had the Big Mac, I probably am saying, "Yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much as if you'd have asked me during the Big Mac what the Big Mac was like." <laughs> and I'm a little bit like that with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Just after it, if you'd have gone to me, what do you think of that? I go, oh, you know, fucking, I, I, I enjoyed that. Now I'm like, it's fine. You know, the, there was there was bits of it that were a bit shit. The Illuminati bit was a bit shit. Um, you know, I, I'd like if it had fucking told me it had that weird sauce on it. Um, you know, I, I, there's there's bits like that. Um, it's you know, one of, yeah, that, it's, that extra gherkin had fallen out and it was in the, that, plastic, <laughs> that cardboard wrapper thing at the end of it and going, oh, that's good. I, I enjoyed that bit, you know. It, it's, it's one of those it's things, that it, it wasn't even experience. Oh, really it, it's, <laughs> it's like, we generally go, um, me and Lauren generally, we'll, we'll go to Newcastle to the Metro Centre to see something in IMAX. Like, for example, if it's shot in IMAX, we did it with June, we did it with um, Shang-Chi, um, and we couldn't do it for Doctor Strange because the IMAX in the Metro is getting refurbished, and so we, we sat down and watched it, um, Doctor Strange at a local cinema, which is just a normal view, and after the film, like, the credits came up, Lauren just turned to me and said, I'm really pleased we did not travel to Newcastle to watch that film, um, because it, it didn't even give you that sort of a satisfaction of, I've actually seen something maybe empty, but spectacular, because it wasn't that... Spectacular, yeah, I agree. As, as, in, as, in, as in as in the um, set pieces or anything like that, none of them really stood out, and I was like, "Oh wow, that that's a little bit different." Like the Doctor, the original Doctor Strange did have the the weird stuff within the the mirror dimension and things like that, where this is was they just jumped through a star into a different world. No, mm. it, 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 it was it was. Dull. I enjoyed the yeah. I think I think mm. I, I mostly enjoyed the raminess of it. There was a point where I was going. So I'm kind of watching a Sam Raimi slasher kind of stalk and slash movie that is a Doctor Strange movie. And I kind of enjoyed that element of it. Mm. But there wasn't kind of enough of that. But but then the, the thing is, I, very early on there's a Raimi shot in it where the camera spins as it's zooming in on something. And it, I was like, oh, okay. Well, we're in, we're, this is a fucking Sam Raimi film. I'm all right with it being a Sam Raimi film. And it was like the, the, the marvelness of it kind of pulled me out of it a little bit. Mm. Mm. 
you know, I enjoyed watching a $200 million Sam Raimi movie. And I, I had enough fun with it, and it was fun. But then it just started getting a little bit... I was starting to go, well, so what happens going forward with this? You know, where does... The, I then started fixating on where does this fit in with what with what's happening next with Marvel, which you don't need to do it. it they can exist as a standalone, but we're now programmed after twenty eight movies yeah. to mm. wonder how this influences X, Y, and Z. And the problem is, it's now making me go. Whereas before, I was going, "All right, fuck it, yeah, I want to know what's going to happen there." I'm getting more to the point of going, "I don't care what's going to happen there." Yeah, yeah uh, it, it, it it does get to a bit like that. But like I said, go back on the raminess of it. My favourite p- part of this movie was just literally one shot. And it was the only one where I actually thought, do you know what, that one is a Sam Raimi shot. It was at the end of the movie when um, Strange is fixing a watch and the shot is from like the under the watch's hands. Uh, the watch's, I'm like, yeah. that's a Raimi shot. I love it just for that. But And do you know what, I want to see... A Raimi movie, but what I don't want to see is a Raimi movie directed to a style guide because yeah. it just waters everything down. Mm. I yeah, but the the Raiminess of it bled through successfully at at times. I thought like it is, you know, people were fucking saying like, "Oh shit, it have been a PG thirteen. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you know, just fucking grow up. Um, but it's got enough hints of darkness about it that worked well and like again people on um, twitter have been talking about like the montage sequences and like overlaying eyes over images and even like flickering candles and shit like that you know like that's just very very rainy um and there's there's a bit where um wonder like uh it's just before she comes out of the mirror thing and it almost had a sense of kind of like the doors slamming right on evil dead and then like the camera kind of like whoosh whiz panning yeah. over and fit you know that- i think i think i tapped you on the leg at that bit didn't alex it got my rainy juices flowing it, it, it's got that distinctive stuff but then it seems like people have reacted like audiences have kind of reacted against the distinctive stuff and gone like, oh, it's a little bit too horror-y and, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, what's going on with these camera angles and stuff? And it's like, right, okay, brilliant. Well, we're just going to get really homogenised stuff going forward. I mean, it, it, you know, between Black Widow, uh, Shang-Chi, Eternals and Multiverse of Madness, we've now had a year of films where I, I like Shang-Chi. I, I enjoy mm. Shang-Chi. But three out of four of these uh, of the Marvel Studios films are probably in like definitely in my bottom ten, probably in my bottom six or seven. Yeah, uh, and I'd agree with that. Multiverse of Madness is right in there. Yeah, I, I, I'd, it, I'd, I'd it, probably agree with that. It's um, I I I didn't get on with Shang Chi. I I enjoyed Eternals more than most, but it would still be in my bottom ten of the Marvel movies. Mate, rewatch Eternals. It is fucking watching paint dry. I, I, do you know what? I, 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 I think I said at the time when I rewatch it, I'm either gonna go, yeah, I'm an idiot, or I'm gonna go, no, I'm, 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 I'm right on this one. It's awful, Mark. But I, I, I think the problem fact is I probably am an idiot. Yeah. 
and I think that we've got a lot of years of proof of me being an idiot. <laughs> that, that is very true. But it, it it's like four is going to be fun because they'll let YTT do whatever the fuck he wants. I, I, this this is the thing. It's like comedy, apparently, as well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that you know that that will be fine. But then the the, the next one I believe is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. And yeah, and who fucking Lord knows, knows how that's going to go. Yeah, <laughs> Lord, Lord knows it's... what's going to happen. Who else is going to come out to be a bit of a wrongen in that movie? But well, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it is just it is like back said. It is it is getting boring, and it's feeling increasingly like obligation but it's also almost some of the only stuff that we you know we've actually got that's like big 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 i mean but thank fuck for Tom, top gun maverick which hopefully we're all going to enjoy um and you know yes okay it's a sequel but i don't know at least it looks well, like it was actually fucking shot in real places very Christ. very quickly did did you guys get the um top gun maverick extended preview before strange no didn't manage to we see did it didn't IMAX. we i think that might have been imax only um and we got the extended like it's basically a it was a scene from it wasn't it yeah, like it a five it. minute scene yeah. from it um and it 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 looks fucking great doesn't it, it does yeah very excited yeah, it's basically it was it was basically Maverick um, giving them a a lesson, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, on like air combat. Yeah. And them trying to shoot him down, and he's got to try and shoot them down instead. And it it just seems like an awful lot of fun. Mm. Mm. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's finish up on uh, on Doctor Strange. Um, Definitely not shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like just m- I don't know. Mildly, definitely not shit. It's better than Black Widow, and it's better than Eternals, and it's better than the second four film. Yep. But I think that might be it for me, to be honest. Fucking. <laughs> I did rewatch nah, it. You're all right, and it's garbage. <laughs> Actually, no, I enjoyed it. On the, um, I enjoyed it more on the second watch, but it is probably still in my bottom five. And Bex and George, where were you at? Sorry, I mean it's definitely not shit. It's it was just disappointing. Fair play. Yeah, I, 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 I'll, I I'll can definitely up. see why as well. <laughs> How'd the poll turn out, Mark? Oh, sorry. Uh, Definitely shit, 63%. Touching cloth, 25%. Shit, 6%. And Geostorm, 6%. Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four or five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like if they didn't know what death was before this, they're gonna know it after it. They're gonna know it after it, and they're gonna be freaking terrified. And they're gonna be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, the Dark Knight has got like all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're gonna die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like kill them. 
then look no further the His Film Her Movie Podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, hey, Hannah, you know, I think you really can't be a good rewatch of a TV show. Would you agree with that, love? Oh, yes, I would. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think during, you know, global pandemics, storms, all of these things, it's quite nice to just sit down and burn through something that you've seen a million Absolutely times. Absolutely nothing like a binge watch. Star Trek. Babylon 5. Because you could sit there for hours looking at serial killer documentaries. Absolutely. Uh, that Netflix. doesn't make you a weird person uh, at all. It doesn't. Yeah, you could watch documentaries that all seem to be about women killing men. Love you, darling. You could put off watching Daredevil for the 30th time. Harry Potter. But really, you can't be immersing yourself in the warm jumper of a rewatch of a show of or a, a franchise. beloved franchise. A beloved franchise. Lord of the Rings. Twin Peaks. From VHS compilations recorded off television with the ad breaks, cut out of course, to DVD box sets of Sex in the City and, I don't know, Smallville. <laughs> Farscape. Quantum Leap. To giving up finding new content on Netflix and just having a comfort trawl through Star Trek The Next Generation or... Parks and Recreation. I think that we can all agree. There's a lot to be said for that. You can't beat a good rewatch. So, with that in mind, join Anna and Mike from Chinstroke vs. Panzer as we burn through some of our favourite franchises and share our immediate reactions to each instalment in both spoiler and non-spoiler sections. To do that, do a search for the rewatch project with Hannah and Mike on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever your favourite podcast provider may be, or go directly to anchor.fm forward slash rewatch project. We are proud members of the Pod Syndicate family of podcasts. Cool. Uh, Mark, Bex, what have you guys got? Um, not actually that much, have we? Or have you? What have you got? I've got a couple that I watched on my own. Yeah. Um, hang on. Did I do Did I do either of those last time? No. Okay. So I watched... Yeah, there is a few then. Um, End of Days, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Did you watch that because we talked about End of Days for some reason on the last podcast? No, it's one of those... I th- you think you'd gone to bed because you weren't feeling very well. And I was like, I really like End of Days. End of days is not good. No. It's very flat. It is, yeah. And he dies in the end. Oh, uh, fuck. It's also... I've seen... Uh, it's also in excess. Sorry, I was just like... I've, I've, I've hovered over that on Disney Plus lately and I've not quite taken the plunge. Sorry, yeah. And it's... it's it, I'm fairly certain it's in excess of two hours long. Yeah, two hours, two minutes. See, I... I, I like a... a fucking weird Catholic imagery movie as much as the next person so I thought do you know what yeah I seem to remember really enjoying this there's not that much Catholic imagery in it though no no yeah disappointing Um, but what was not disappointing but also features the uh, main guy dying at the end which I thought was weird as a double bill was Man on Fire yeah 
Um, man on fire is fucking great. Man on fire really is fucking great. It fucking goes hard in that second half as well. Oh yeah. Like it starts off and it's a bit like a little bit slow and it's like yeah alright he likes the kid whatever I don't really fucking care and then it just gets like violent as fuck he puts a bomb in a guy's butt he does put a bomb in a guy's butt <laughs> he, he blows up said bomb in yeah. a guy's butt I, I, he doesn't just use it to threaten him I, 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 I what I love butt first. the reason why Tony Scott is a better director than Ridley Scott <laughs> Ridley is because put a bomb up Ridley wouldn't have the fucking balls to put a bomb in a guy's butt <laughs> <laughs> yeah No, very, very good. I was, I was watching it like, this is, this is kind of slow. Like, I, I, I remember really, really fucking liking this. Yeah, the first 40 minutes of Man on Fire, it's a slow builder. Yeah, it is, yeah. definitely, yeah. Um, but then he dies in the end. Spoiler alert. Well, it's a very old film. Um, there's, there's just no fucking need for that. Really? That whiny fucking kid gets to live, and he dies. Yeah. I was happy enough when she was dead. It was a fanning, wasn't it? It was Dakota fanning, yeah. Yeah, Very, very young Dakota fanning. Um, I watched In the Mouth of Madness. Yes, you did. Really fucking enjoyed In the Mouth of Madness. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was... It's got real Stephen Kingy vibes to it, hasn't it? Yes. Like, it's... Hell yeah. It's about Stephen King. Oh, yeah. Um, Hell yeah! Yeah, with the with the whole like, what's it called? Hobbs End is basically. That's all. No, no. What the fuck Stone. is it called? No. Um, Stephen King sets all his books in May. In May, but in a yeah, Castle Rock. Yeah, so it's Hobbs End is Castle Rock, and Sutter Kane is Stephen King, but he's a bad guy. But anyway, but yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's really good. And then the bit at the end where he's at the theatre and he realises that he is just a character in this story and he's not actually real. It's just, it's just so fucking mind-bending. So yeah, enjoyed it. Thanks, that, Ian. It, it, I am very, very fucking, yeah, very happy to hear all of this, Bex. <laughs> nice one. Is that, that's going to become a heavy rotation one for you, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. when, you, when you click with a carpet, there, it's sex, doesn't it? <laughs> Definitely, we may get a poster. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking when you were joining, I thought, yep, there's a poster arriving at some point soon. Maybe there. <laughs> um, okay, I also watched Scanners because nice. I know that I'm, I'm more hard in for a full Cronenberg rewatch than everyone else, so I thought I'd get a head start. Um, Scanners is fucking great. We might get a poster of that as well, the actual head explosion thing. That'd be good. Freak everyone out when they come round. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a, just a, just a really like intriguing concept as well. Like the, the, the uh, people with powers living in society and, and trying to, um, what's the word? Where they blend in? Uh, assimilate. We'll go with, assimilate. Blend in. Blend in. Yeah. And then people that are just absolutely fucking not trying to blend in and they try to take over the world and like how that looks when they clash, I guess. Um, and what's his name's great? I, can't, I can never remember his name. The main bad guy in it. Michael Ironside? That's the one. I always forget his name because it sounds like a fake name. It's like Rupert Grint for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. The, the day when I found out that Rupert Grint wasn't a character from Harry Potter and he was the actual actor, what is it? Fucking still wrecks my head. <laughs> yeah. 
And I don't think Scanners is actually as grim as it's like it's a it's a Cronenberg, so there's grimness there. But it's not on. It's not. You wouldn't go. It's an overall grim. It's not film. video drop. I'm really, really fucking excited for video drop. And I know you'll watch that with me because it's got Debbie Harry in it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one that you said that you didn't want to watch with me was The Fly, which is fucking grim. Yeah, I, I can't cope with how icky the fly is. So icky. Yeah. Like, on one of the ickiest bits, isn't even fly related. It's the bit where he, like, obliterates the monkey when he's doing his first testing. Like, I was thinking when I was watching it <coughs> today. Right. Why does he go from, oh, I'm going to teleport Gina Davis's stocking to, let's do a monkey? What, like, where, where, where did plants fall on that? Like, why didn't he go, right, living things... I'll try a plant. I, I, I get the feeling that that if after it you went, you just went. Listen, why don't you just go for a plant? He'd go, ah, oh, shit, should a plant, yeah. Are yeah. oh, you right? Fucking hell. Yeah. Could have saved myself all of that. Yeah. All oh, that been a fly. That fucking twitching, turned inside out baboon corpse will haunt me. Didn't enjoy That's a that. Weird thing at home. But the yeah, just sat there. <laughs> yeah, I'd look after it. Um. But yeah, the, the, the fly stuff, the, the makeup and everything is just so well done. And Gina Davis is great in it as well as a, like a main supporting character. I just remembered something that I wanted to say about Doctor Strange. It's too late now. I know. The ship sailed. I might, I might sneak it into my what I've been watching. <laughs> um, but it, it's such a heartbreaking film as well. Like it's, it's, it's so sad. And the thing is, you're watching it. And if you've seen it before and you know what's going to happen, that bit where he's about to teleport himself and that flies on the fucking like side window bit and you're just like, no, no, no. And it's like, the, from then on, I think it's actually a better rewatch than first watch because you've got that tension All right, yeah. from that point. Mm. And Jeff Goldblum's really just handsome and charismatic in it until he's a fly, until he's Brundle fly. Not so much, though. Yeah, Brundlefly's not a sexy man. No. Fly man. Fly man. Maybe he's a sexy fly. Maybe he's a sexy fly. Yeah. Like, maybe to the flies. Yeah, the flies like, ooh, ooh. ooh. He's their Jeff Goldblum. I'm going to land and vomit on him. Yeah. 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 Pre that. Even when he's got the gross hairs coming out, he's about, like, pre-full Brundlefly. Still quite hot. He's just looking at it, he's like, yeah, some bristly hairs coming out of there, but I still would. Fair enough. So, yeah. And that's me. Oh, wow. <laughs> So yeah, Cronenberg's in full flow. Very excited. I had a look for um, oh, the original Crimes of the Future and oh, what was the other one that he did? The other, like the first one that he did. It's called Session or something yeah. like that, isn't it? And I looked on Just Watch and it was like, oh, it's on Arrow. I was like, fucking hell. Contacted Mark while he was at work, made him reset the password because neither of us knew what it was so that I could go on the Arrow app and watch him. Not on there. It's all just a fucking lie. Really angry about that. Is that why you cancelled Arrow? You can get yeah. <laughs> so I promptly cancelled. You can Arrow. get it on Blu-ray through Arrow, but yeah, that's it's not the same. It said it was on there for streaming. So fuck the Arrow app. That's gone. Fair enough. <laughs> Have you not watched anything on your own? No. Weak. Oh, at yes, least it's not. Off. At least you've not watched stuff that's shit. So that's progress at least. Well, I didn't quite finish Blended, the Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore movie. 
Jesus, I had, ten, I had 10 minutes left of that, so I can't count it. No, you can't, no. All right, so just for, for quickly then, the Doctor Strange thing, explaining the, <laughs> um, the, the the multiverse thing is, that's where our dreams are, their versions of the multiverse. Yeah. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was commenting on Bex and saying, so that means somewhere in the multiverse, our cat has a pet duck called Glenn Part 2. Yeah. For, I mean, it kind of fucks over the MCU from ever having a dream sequence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there have been a couple of dream sequences, I'm fairly certain. No. They're Probably have. The multiverses now. Mm-hmm. They're, now they're just multiverses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should we do what Is we... it my. I, I think. Uh, do you want us to do what we watch together? We've got a couple out of next. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, sorry, I thought you guys hadn't done what you watched together, but then there was a bit of a pause, and I was like, hang on a second, did I just misinterpret it? Yes, please do. So we watched The Running Man, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did, yeah. Hell yeah. Because it's fucking great, is The Running Man. It is. It is. We've spoken about it quite a lot. We watched it fairly, like, every... Semi-regularly. Every 14 months. <laughs> It should be more often than that. It used to be more often than that. It used to be like every three months we'd watch The Running Man. It's a fucking great movie. It is. Um, we also watched Volcano, didn't we? We did. Because we decided, like George, that we needed some Hesh in our life, didn't some we? Hesh, yeah. Yeah. She's actually quite quite likeable in this. Anne Hesh had a period where she was adorable mm. for like a, 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 a time, but also being quite spunky at the same time. Yeah. And then she went, she met Ellen and went mad. Um... Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, she oh, did, wow. yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Ellen and her weird face have moved on to Portia de Rossi now, don't they? Yeah. Um, Volcano is, is actually quite a fun movie, though. Yeah, do you know what? When you suggested it, I was a bit like, oh, Mark with another one of his weird fucking old action movies. Here we fucking go. But it was really good. Tommy Lee Jones being grumpy. Yeah, well, but I think that's why I was a bit against it. I'm not a big fan of Tommy Lee Jones. I like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I like Tommy yeah. Jones. I like how grumpy he is. But he's really grumpy in this. But you can also see why Anne Hesh is kind of attracted to him. No. Yeah, you kind of can. You right. Google Tommy Lee Jones, young Tommy Lee Jones, he was a fucking good looking man. He's not young in this though, is he? He's not old in this. Isn't he? He's not that old. I feel like Tommy Lee Jones has just always been old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a good, I had a good time. I, like, it, like George, you were saying earlier about this kind of era of movies. I think it's, I think it might even be like the same year, the six days, seven nights. It's got a bit of a Josh Hartnett quality. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's that kind of era of. Do you know what? Yeah, it's not a four or a five star movie. It's a three and a half star movie, but it's a really enjoyable three and a half star movie. Mm. It is. It's called Volcano, it's about a volcano, that's it. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's not trying to do it's not Dante's peak in this shit. <laughs> it's just going it's a volcano on Tommy Lee Jones. I've had it. And it has one of the grimmest um, and most like that's just sad deaths in it. Which one? The John Carroll Lynch death in it. Oh yeah. Where he literally melts saving somebody. Yeah. I thought you were referring to when her little friend dies, but I was like, that's not sad. No, that was her own fault. That was her own fault. Who goes, oh, there's a big crack here, I'll straddle it. 
Yeah, you deserve to fucking die. That's why you should always stay in the lab. Okay, so just going to break into the show at this point. Um, so, Jord realised that his recording had stopped, um, like, uh, maybe about 20, 25 minutes before this point. Um, I tried to edit around it, but if we were kind of referencing things that, like, I don't remember anybody saying that, it's probably something Jord said that um, wasn't picked up. So, uh, there's that. Um, so Jord did have some uh, what we watched, including Breakdown, uh, which is a great film. Um, but unfortunately, um, that that wasn't salvageable. So we're uh, we're picking up here uh, from where Jord said, "Oh shit, hang on, there's a problem." Um, and then we'll uh, we'll keep on keeping on. Doesn't happen again, right? Here we go. Okay, so I don't know where we just let uh, ended off. So uh... Uh, we were about to go into. Um, our final film of what I've been watching, which is Lord of War. Mm. Um, yeah, Lord of War's fucking great. I don't know why more people don't go on about it. It is weird, isn't it? It is a very good film. It's brilliant. It's it. It's Cage being very cagey, but, but also lucky. but also not like fucking. What's his name? Ghost Rider KG. Um, and it's a ridiculously entertaining film. Yeah. That's yeah. actually quite good as well. Well, that's it. It's, it's serious enough in its message that it's like a worthy watch, but it's yeah. also really entertaining fluff at the same time. Yeah, it, it manages to basically tell you like how ridiculous this is without it ever being like satire or preaching or anything like that it's it's pointing out it's just holding a mirror up to it isn't it rather than commenting on it i suppose Mm. you comment on it then it becomes satire or preachy but it's just this is what it is this is what it is look at it isn't this ridiculous yeah but without ever feeling like it's it's not eat your vegetables a lot of money to be made in arms dealing. A lot of money to be made in arms dealing, yes. I might go into it. That could be my working from home job, guys. <laughs> that could work. Yeah, so that was that was, that was it. That was what I've been watching. What have you been watching, Ian? Uh, so, yeah, I've got a few things this week. Um, so, I watched the first of... Uh, um, I don't actually know how to pronounce his name. Joachim Trier's uh, Oslo Trilogy. Um this is uh, first film uh, reprise, uh, which is on Mubi along with the other two. So uh, the worst person in the world just came on Mubi this last Friday uh, in the UK, which is kind of I don't know why I was like, oh shit, the Oslo trilogy. I've not actually watched the other two, um, and they're they're just thematically linked. They're like different characters and whatnot. So um, like I said, this is Trier's uh, first film. Stars uh, Anders Danielson Lee, um, who's also in the Worst Person in the World, and uh, uh, Oslo August Percy first. So uh, it's kind of like the through line. Um, it's basically just a story of uh, this group of friends. Um, one of them has. It, it maybe tried to kill himself, maybe just like had a breakdown. It's not really ever quite clearly said, but 
probably try to kill himself. Um, yeah, one of one of them has just been let out of the uh, psychiatric hospital, and um, it's about um, him and one of the other guys are writers, um, and they're both kind of like trying to get fame, and then they've got these other friends who are you know kind of just dickheads, um, but in in that kind of way where it's like in a gang of friends, you do just have like one or two that kind of are dickheads. Hello. You know, um, there you go. Um, um, but uh, yeah, and it, it, it's basically about them kind of like growing older, but not necessarily growing up. And then um, how unsatisfying that can make your life. Um, and it's it's an odd one. It feels like one where if I was in my 20s, I'd probably connect to it an awful lot more. Um, whereas now I'm like, I'm glad I'm kind of more mature to not connect with it as much. Um, but Anders Danielson Lee, very good. Um, I, did, I And I enjoyed it. It, it. it didn't necessarily have a, a knockout punch, but I could see why Trio would have got like would have got some notice for it as as a directorial debut um it it just it very it, it very well portrays the whole you know these guys who are your buddies and whatnot but jesus christ can they cause some trouble for you um and there's a fantastic bit as well where one of the characters his um he's got this girlfriend who you never actually see like her face and it, it, it's like he said he always promised himself that when he got published he was going to break up with her because like it would he he could potentially get too lazy if he had a girlfriend and he needs to keep keep creatively vital and then they're kind of like the the end of that arc is basically just showing that up for the kind of like the fucking dickhead notion that is um and yeah i i i enjoyed it um solid like four out of five on on letterboxd and yeah it's it's a good time so after that i was looking for something to watch and uh i mean uh, it, it, isn't this cinema uh Tria's first in his oslo trilogy and joel schumacher's phone booth um <laughs> what a double bill um how, how does that so, hold up phone booth i'm very intrigued so this one. the first 20 30 minutes of phone booth is the most oh wow 24 was popular when they made this <laughs> film i think you'll ever see um it, it, it's incredible because like the whole thing is like shot in it's supposed to be basically real time and um there's like split like the split screens like 24 split screens um and it is just yeah it is a very very of its time film very um, early um Matthew Lovatigan Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I mean like he captures New York as like the frenzied like boiling pot that it is. Uh and it, it, it it's that is very, very good. Uh I mean Colin Farrell's fantastic in it. Um and it's also basically eighty minutes before credits. It really, really flies. Um, and it's got this great 
slightly nasty twist to the ending as well, which uh, which I enjoyed. It's it it just it is a very very solid thriller, um, which uh, unfortunately George's part of of the conversation earlier on didn't get recorded, but George was talking about breakdown and how like they don't make them like that anymore. Um, phone booths like another yeah, one of those. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my last, uh, what we've been watching this week. Um, unfortunately, the 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 film that Mark and George I said I wanted to play a little game about um, on WhatsApp yesterday. I've not actually finished it yet, so I'll talk about that film next week. Um, but a film I did finish. Um, so uh, on on the Criterion Channel, I watched Police Story Two. Um, <laughs> So uh, I watched Police Story uh, for the first time, maybe last year or the year before. It was definitely a COVID watch. Mm. Um, I really, really enjoyed Police Story, and I just never got round to watching Police Story two again. Um, I was again like searching for something to watch, and there it was. Um, what a step down this is! Has, has anyone else watched Police Story two? Yes. I actually have only seen Police Story three, Supercop, which is probably the mm-hmm. one you should have watched. Yeah, that, 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 some of the stunts in that is insane, and Michelle Yeoh um, is adjacent as well. Yeah, so the police story had some of the most insane stunts I've ever seen as well, and Police Story Two has definitely got its moments, but it is a good two hours long, mm. and it does not need to be that, and it's. Actually, for the most part, a very serious story about Chan's character trying to stop uh, like a, a league of uh, bombers who are black, uh, like basically blackmailing this company, um, and yeah, it the, the thing is, the film starts with some of the best moments from the first film, and then. It, it it basically follows with Chan's character getting a dressing down for the amount of damage he caused. Um, yeah. And then he's like busted down to like a beat cop kind, like a traffic cop kind of duty. And then it takes this really weird two storyline thing where you got the track, like the bombers trying, uh, like them trying to track down bombers. But then also he and his girlfriend being targeted by the bad guys from the first one. So every now and then you get bad guys from the first one trying to beat him up. And then like there being fight scenes. I mean, there's a great fight scene in a playground, which is incredible. But then the rest of it is like Chan, like just doing procedural work to track down these bombers and then at the end, like it, it, like uh, the 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 last like half hour or so is um, I, I well I won't spoil it, but he he tracks them down and it, it kind of goes from there, and it just it was like this isn't what I came for. I came for the stunts, and you do get some stunts, but the film is also two hours long, and there's not two hours of stunts. Um, there's some good jokes about police bureaucracy and like in the first one there's this great bit where um uh 
Chan's saying something to his superior and his superior's superior walks in and then he says exactly the same thing to him and then it cuts to a meeting he is having with his superiors and he says the exact same thing to them. Um, which, which was great and it, it was just like a, a, a fun comment on the ridiculousness of the Chinese police force. Um, but yeah, the, the, the fun is much too, uh, too little with police story two. I will watch police story three super cop at some point, but I can't find anywhere to fucking watch it. So that's not on criterion. <laughs> uh, so yeah, p- police story two, bit of a disappointment. Um, okay. Oh, let's keep this truck rolling. Jesus Christ. Uh, Right, strap in. So, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is directed by Daniels and stars Michelle Yeoh, Ki-Hee Kwan um, and uh, others. Uh, This is the story of a lady who works, who owns a laundrette, played by Michelle Yeoh, who is... um, Visited by an alternate universe version of her husband, played by Kihi Kwan, who uh, basically explains that she is the only one who can potentially stop the whole multiverse from being destroyed by a mysterious presence. Uh, doesn't exactly have the synopsis of a film which is uh, like the most well-reviewed film on Letterboxd ever, but there you go. Maybe there's more to it than meets the eye. Um Mark, let's start off with you. What did you make of everything, everywhere, all at once? It's it manages to mix being very kind of engaging, ridiculously entertaining, funny, and then gets you gripped, and then starts having the kind of the, the heartbeat and the emotional weight of it without you even ever, ever realising that that's what it's doing until you get to the end where you go oh fucking holy shit when did this go from being zany fucking short round hitting people with a fanny pack to being this yeah it went from lol Jamie Lee Curtis's trophies look like butt plugs to mother daughter yes. of relationship fucking repair yeah and in the middle one of them actually, someone actually using it as a butt plug. Yeah. And it manages to do all of that without ever feeling jarring mm. or all over the place or like it, 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 it will lose part of its audience. It's, it's very nice to watch one of these movies that has been so built up that when, to be honest, when you sit down and watch it, you go, do you know, am I. Am I just a little bit too hyped for this? Either hyped or a little bit too old and cynical for these hype movies. Mm. And it isn't. It's. It's. I, I was a little bit worried with it being like two and a bit hours long, that it might just feel a little bit. It might drag a little bit. Don't all of it. It and flies. It, it absolutely flies by. Mm. Um. I really enjoyed the uh, the mixture of language in it. Mm. Uh, that, 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 that literally within conversations they can go from speaking Mandarin to speaking 
English within this conversation. Yeah, it felt authentic. It felt it? really natural mm. to it um, for people who do speak mixed languages. Um, for that, it's it looks great. Um, it's I, I find it amusing the fact that that you've got a multiverse movie and a multiverse movie <laughs> released pretty much the same time. And this is the one that actually manages to carry over the idea of a multiverse so much better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it lets you see the other universes. Mm. But, it, it, but it does it in such a fun way. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a brilliant piece of really entertaining filmmaking. Her, her arc is really well done as well. Yeah, the mm. fact that she realises she's a bit of an arsehole. Mm. Yeah. And the... When he's explaining to her that because she's so bad at everything, <laughs> there's so many possibilities. There's she so could many have possibilities had. at everything because she is so woefully bad at everything yeah. she does. Yeah, that it's created an infinite number of good things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the bit where she's like, I maybe shouldn't, have, just shouldn't have married you. That, that really like hurt my heart when she's talking to her husband about that. Though. Yeah, she's such a dick to him. Yeah. <laughs> he's lovely. Sleep, even. He's quite sweet. Maybe. Yeah. I need to know what everyone else thinks about it now. <laughs> uh, Bex, what do you think? Uh, yeah. Because this was your most anticipated movie of the year, you said. I mean, I think I said Blackphone and this. Yes, you did. Um, no, it's, 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 it's just magnificent, isn't it? It's just so artfully handled, the material, that it's... Um, it's just a, it's just a pleasure to watch. Like it doesn't, you don't really realise the journey that it's taken you on until you get to the end of it, and you're like, "Huh, okay, all right, we went to all those places. That's fine." And like I say, her her arc from just being an arsehole and thinking that she's the really downtrodden one to then realising that she's contributing to not just her own unhappiness and but also the people around her's unhappiness and like standing up to her dad and. Um, befriending Deirdre like it's just all it's just all really just well done really really enjoyed it didn't realise that Deirdre's surname is Bob Adry until I just looked at the IMDB page <laughs> really that's very good <laughs> the googly eyes very much enjoyed that the rock universe was fun oh, yeah. when she's just chasing her daughter the rock Shut universe, up. them having the conversation yeah. in the rock universe was just great. Yeah. It manages to be both whimsical and weighty at the same time, which I think is difficult to pull off. Yeah, that 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 could have been mm. oh fuck off. Yeah. But it won it was a uh, you yeah, alright, you've earned this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really fun. Yeah. Oh the pinata universe. <laughs> Like what? What possible series of events could have led to her being a pinata? <laughs> didn't enjoy the hot dog fingers universe. Yeah, I didn't enjoy the hot dog fingers universe. But that's just it weirded me out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was not a fan of the hot dog fingers. Like, just no, I don't. <laughs> I don't like those. I think it was more the video clip where they're just like biting each other's hot dog fingers and they're like bursting and leaking. Pussy liquid yeah. everywhere. Do, do, do you know what, 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 what with the hot dog fingers made Sorry, me think what, of straight what, away? What was that like? What, what did you just say there? Uh, 
Well, I realised after okay. I said it that I said pussy liquid. <laughs> but what I meant was like, like liquid, like coming out of like an infection or something. I didn't mean like, all right, shut up. <laughs> didn't mean a female's juices. Oh, you know when you have those, the, 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 those things that cram into your brain occasionally that come up when uh, when something happens. So when the, the, the whole hot dog fingers thing, the thing that always comes to my brain for moments like that are, you know in the movie Your Highness, mm. when Danny McBride's um, ward keeps on making faces at him, and he does the, that weird triangle face thing, and Danny McBride's character says to him, go, no, I hate triangle face, it freaks me out, don't do it again. That's what I'm like when those fucking fingers, every time <laughs> they came out. I was like, I'm enjoying this. No! <laughs> Stop it! Oh, dearie me. Well, I'm very good. I don't even know what to do now. George, <laughs> what did you think of it, bud? Um, I think, well, to be honest, with, with both Mark and Becky, it, it's just to the line of Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunters, son of a bitch, he stole my line. Um, because, <laughs> like, to to use a pretty bad metaphor, what everything everywhere all at once is is a damn good tightrope walker because it's one of the best examples of a film having to perform an incredibly difficult balancing act in terms of tone in terms of story and style and it's like in quite some time because it's kooky and weird but not overly so it's crazy in its execution but the style isn't too overbearing or distracting, and and I love the fact that even in all the the craziness, it never really loses its its way in the messages that it's trying to get across, and with that central family story that it is that it is is it's beaten heart and like it made me laugh, um, it put a huge smile on my face, it brought a tear to my eye, and it just like delivered on all accounts but one thing that I actually found super interesting and concerning when you think about it of was just us getting older is like watching a film like this and seeing the influence of the filmmakers of the early 2000s mm. come across because it's absolutely got Edgar Wright vibes uh, running through this it's got Michelle Gondry vibes it's got Spike Jones and it's it's nice to see that full circle of this style coming into prominence originally and then seeing like the influences flourish and grow into something new. Um but yeah, and it's it's great to see something that is again orchestrated, it, it, it's written and directed for the lead's best qualities and and that is Michelle Yeo who's gives just an absolutely brilliant performance but yeah I, I it is currently my film of the year and I say it's it's I, I feel happy with that but also it's just the fact that I, I believe the hype now you know what I mean because it came with so much hype and so much hyperbole like hyperbole that was like Okay, I'll go in there and I hopefully I enjoy it. But no, like as soon as it started, I was just in, yeah. absolutely in. Yeah, it gets you straight away, doesn't it? 
I mean, I think we're four for four, to be honest. Um, it, it's, it's, it's mad that a film is just hyped as it was. You just watch it, it's like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah. it doesn't happen very often, you know. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it manages to balance those tones so incredibly well. Um, and just the, the the way I mean, there was a bit of one card why as well, even yeah. to it, you know, with mm-hmm. the fucking uh, um, the, the, that universe yeah. where Ki He Kwan looks like a fucking snack, um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it it just it's very very cine literate, but it's not trying to show how fucking clever am I. Um, it obviously wants to entertain. Uh, I mean, my audience were eating it up, which which was wonderful. Um, just the the fucking the race for the butt plugs and the like f- throwing them or like trying to insert them and then take them out and whatnot. It just was, uh, yeah, they were loving that, uh, loving that. Um, and yeah, uh, I mean, the entire cast is terrific. Um, I thought the sound design was ace as well. Editing um, was fantastic as well. Mm, you know, the, the, the um, editing for, for how they meld everything together is fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, yeah, quite. And it, it's, it just, it feels like a film that took an awful lot of work by probably not enough people. And it, it's the converse of multiverse of madness where like that film has got like all the money in the world and like thousands of people are working on it and they created this thing which just doesn't re- i mean apart from the the odd ramiisms doesn't really seem to have too much life about it uh whereas you've got this and it's like right let we want you to have a good time. We want you to laugh. We want you to cry. We want you to enjoy the action. We want you to um, enjoy the randomness of it all. Um, it is like one of the most entertaining art, arty films I think you'll ever see. Mm. Um, and yeah, it, it very just super, super impressive. Um, I barely have a bad word to say about it, you know. Um, it, it, it's one of those things as well because again, it it it's got so so many things going for it because it's like how like anxiety ridden that like first maybe fifteen minutes are when they're all just rushing around and it, you di- and it's like you've got like different conversations going on on top of each other and different like threads going on and you sort of you can't really breathe and then when it, you do get the um the multiverses coming into it it is just that bit of um levity that that it adds to it it adds that that, that sense of fun which is just wonderful but you also it's, it's tackling tackling a lot cuz i think i read that this was like they started writing this in 2016 and you can definitely feel that questioning of reality if that like I meant I'm sure many like Americans had when like Trumpism was was raging and he won presidency and things like that of just like this cannot be real. I, I there's got to be different 
better places out there and you get that stress through it all but but it's how you how they actually compute that and put it on in, in, in some entertainment it's just wonderful okay has anyone got anything <laughs> negative to say about it because yeah I'm genuinely trying to think if there's anything at all and I can't Anything negative to say will be really, really nitpicking. I think there's a there's a bit in the middle where it bags a little bit, but it recovers very quickly from it. It, it pulls back in quite quickly. Mm. Uh, I think it's maybe there's one scene. I think it is the it's the the second office fight. It just mm. goes on a little bit too long for me. Okay. And but it's nitpicking. I'm yeah. really nitpicky, yeah. a nitpicky bitch. I, I am being nitpicky, but it does go on a little <laughs> bit too long. I was going, all right, we get it. Can you move on a little bit now? I didn't feel bad, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, possibly a bit too long, but it didn't feel like I'm fucking bored of this now. Yeah, I wasn't bored of it. I just wanted it to move on a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. And I was a little bit like, you've done this. Now, good smells. <laughs> But yeah, like not enough to even, you know, I, not I, enough to not enough to remove like even like a quarter of a star. No. Yeah, I actually thought Stephanie Hsu was superb in it as well, who played Joy. I just thought like how she mm. portrayed like both sides of the evil character and the daughter. Is just I get I don't have a bad word to say about it. I just cannot wait. I'm thinking because like I went to a quarter to nine show and it was pretty much half full. Um. In the Metro Centre, I can see it going wider next week. So hopefully, I can get to see it again if it comes to Carlisle. I think the, from what I read, the idea was they were going to see how it went this weekend. If it went well, it'll push wider, and I think it's probably done pretty well, to be honest. Well, the first screening we attempted to go to was sold out, wasn't it? Yeah, and the screening, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. I think it, it it seems like it might have done quite well, and the word of it is. It, it's branching out beyond the normal people that this kind of stuff reaches. The thing is that, okay, so this yep. is my one negative thing about the film, and it's nothing to do with the film, it's to do with the distribution. Why make it so fucking difficult to go and see? There's been so much buzz about it. They had a fucking um, unlimited screening of it at Cineworld. The weird thing was, uh, the weird thing was, Right, we saw the Everything Everywhere All at Once trailer a few times at Cineworld. Yeah, and it's playing very limited at Cineworlds. Mm. Yet I have not seen a single Father Stew trailer (laughs) anywhere other than the YouTube's, Um, and yet Father Stew appears to be playing wide. And I, I will, I I will have to guess that I don't think anybody went to see it this weekend. No, that that yeah, that thing will be gone. Yeah, but the 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 the, the thing is, there's not really anything out this coming weekend. Yeah, so it does have an opportunity to expand. That's it. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it um, could just be they've gone, let it build, let it buzz, and then let it go. It just seems like. Yeah, well, I mean, like yeah, there may be yeah, there may be betting on um, the fact that Doctor Strange would do all right in its second week. 
um, and to maybe take up some of the audiences and then just say drop it, drop it um, the week after. Which fingers crossed yeah. I do because I could see myself going and see this at least a couple more times in cinemas just to try and get the full experience again. I mean that that's it. For third weekend of Doctor Strange, it will be starting to pump the brakes a bit, you know. So they've they've got that Top Gun Mavericks out the Wednesday after. So it's it's got some good solid time to be the alternative to blockbusters for a bit. Mm. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Even though it's it, it's weird um, hearing how difficult it's been for people to see it. I'm not fucking like. Um, it, it just it's odd that it played both Cineworld and Odeon here. Mm. Like it just I I so when you when like people were saying and when you guys were saying it was difficult to watch, I was genuinely surprised by that. But it does seem to be that they're just easily rolling it out. I was a little bit annoyed that um, they did previews of it in Cineworlds where IMAX was available a couple of weeks back mm. because like there is an IMAX version of the film and. It, that doesn't appear to have been playing anywhere because of Doctor Strange. But it's like, if they did an IMAX showing of this at the Odeon, I'd be fucking tempted. Yeah, if 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 like next week, the week after, there's an IMAX screening in the IMAX in York, I'd be tempted to go to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very good. Uh, very, very much definitely not shit. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, definitely not shit. Possibly even... Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to go full Fallout on it. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't think I liked it that much. Yeah, it was really, really fucking good. Oh, good on you. Well, our audience... Sorry, John, what's your... I'm guessing you're definitely not showing that, John. Yeah, absolutely. So, I have an interesting thing to say about this for our uh, audience poll. Definitely not shit 80%. Uh, touching cloth, 10%. And shit, 10%. Right? Mm. More votes than Doctor Strange. Hmm. That's weird, isn't it? Mm. That's interesting. Mm. Old news is Doctor Strange. Yeah. Everything everywhere is the new hotness. Mm. <laughs> well, in the multiverse wars, it definitely right. seems to have won. Too so right. Good. Yes. Twitter questions. Ooh. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Well, the question that I asked uh, everybody is, what your, what's your favourite martial arts movie? The Raid. Uh, okay, there you go. I'm getting in quick. That was really quick. I know. Yeah. Well, I knew what you asked. <laughs> you were fucking ready to pounce there, weren't you? <laughs> Been waiting to say that since we started. <laughs> Guys, what's yours? Oof. The thing is, I think my first ever martial arts film that I saw was probably Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas. Mm. Fuck, I saw that cinema. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, my introduction to Jackie Chan was Rumble in the Bronx, which I still love to this day. I think Rumble in the Bronx is great. But I am a big um, Wuxia fan, so I-, I love Hero, House of Flying Daggers, all that sort of stuff, but... Hero especially, I I really do dig Hero quite a lot. It's a solid one, that one actually. Yeah. Um, I quite enjoy me a bit of Enter the Dragon, to be honest. You can't really argue with that either, can you? Uh, 
Bloody good film. It's Enter the Dragon. Yeah, uh, the weird ones are going to be up there for me because they they are mm. they are fantastic. Um, as, as someone who's not particularly big on martial arts movies, I really really like the raid. Um, I'm a throwing rapid fire the Brandon Lee movie into that as well. Mm, that's a that's a good that's a, a, a really good film actually. I don't know that I've seen that. Yeah, um, so I'm going to throw that in there as well. But Enter Dragon is fucking great. It really is. Game of Death's very good as well. I quite like to rewatch End of the Dragon. Mm. Um, Rick Kidd, uh, whilst I love the raid films, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, etc., nothing tops Enter the Dragon for me. Which is a fair enough comment. Yep. Uh, and then we did have a couple of questions, I believe. Uh, actually not a question from Ethan Ambar just, just he was just just some feedback just some feedback <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm going to read it out I know it's a little bit you know blowing our own trumpet but fuck it hmm, well, you know oh, man, if he's got a trumpet to blow he's going to blow it we read it out when people are mean yeah um, just keep doing what you're doing been listening for nearly 10 years big fan of this one sided relationship well th- thank you very much for the all the support for 10 years uh, very valued listener Aww. yes Absolutely. Uh, and Rick Kidd says, what franchise would you like to create a multiverse for? Oh, gosh. 80s and 90s horror films. Nice. Just fucking like... Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> what, she decides different, like, clauses in her contract and it's just like a different... Fifty shades of fuck. Just fucking just loads of different cameos. Just loads of cameos, loads of different montages of just different fuckery. <laughs> That'll do. It's, it's, it's basically the Gonzo Paul version of Fifty Shades. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 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 the deciding what to wank to <laughs> montage. Great. Yeah, just like all like fucking like you know, Freddy in there. Did if, I'm sorry, I'm not talking about the Fifty Shades one now. I'm talking about my one. Uh, so like <laughs> Freddy in there, and then fucking Jason Voorhees turns up, and then Ghostface and fucking Scream turns up, and then you've got Freddy trying to fucking kill Sydney and all that shit. It just it's just a meld of just everything in there. It's like a lot of crossovers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sam Raimi can direct it. <laughs> Just so that he can do a good multiverse. Yeah. yeah. It seems like a multiverse that he'd be kind of into. Yeah. Well, there was at one point supposed to be a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash movie at one point. Mm. And it just, it never, it, 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 because Freddy versus Jason was deemed shit for some reason, it never happened. It wasn't great. Isn't that the one with the line, one of them died by fire, one of them died by water, how can we use it? I know, and you're saying it's not great. Are you saying it's not great? It's a wonderful line delivered by a woman with an exceptional cleavage. What else, what more do you need? More than that. I I disagree vehemently, and my multiverse will prove it. What's yours? (laughs) Just cleavage is everywhere. (laughs) I still quite like your idea from a few weeks back of a John Carpenter multiverse. It's a pretty good multiverse. Yeah. Been thinking a lot about it. I'm going to steal your answer from a few weeks ago. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I want to say David Lynch. Oh. 
Oh, oh Jesus. That weird little Fuck. fucking thing out of a razor head just popping up in some peaks. Fucking hell. <laughs> I get the feeling that'd be Nadine would be carrying that around. Yeah. Probably, yeah. She's shouting at Ed. Oh no, oh, left log, baby. Maybe the log, log gets replaced by that. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nadine's beating up the elephant man. I always forget that's a David Lynch movie. That's like the straightest David Lynch movie. That's the straight story, it's quite straight. <laughs> Still quirky though, isn't it? The elephant man's like a full on. Oh, are you just using like word fun? No, <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't realise the word fun was there after I said it. <laughs> I'm not that clever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's why I had to ask earlier on Twitter if you accidentally used the pear emoji instead of the apple emoji. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Thanks. It's alright. Uh, that was all the questions we had. <laughs> okay. Alright. Interesting end. Um, so, coming up on next week's show, we're going to catch up with Firestarter, but also, I'm going to watch this. Coming to Disney Plus on Friday. Father Stu! Andy Samberg, John... <laughs> what? No. <laughs> the Andy Samberg, John Mulaney, Chippendale Rescue Rangers I'm fucking film. fucking so looking forward to that. <laughs> yep. 100%. So, that's going to be a interesting mix next week. Um, thank you very much, George. Do you want to peddle your wares for a second, you slut? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can do. Yeah, here's from her movie, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're coming back soon. We've had a little bit of a break, um, busy lives, etc. But we will be back with our next season, which will be uh, possible future classics, which are films that we think are going to get the classic status that have been released in the next 10 years. Sorry, in the last 10 years. But, yeah, um, go listen. Very nice. Very good. Right, we need to record the next Verhoeven show, so um, get the fuck out of here, you. Bye. Bye, George. I know George's staying. Oh, it's George staying? George's staying. Oh, that's exciting. Bye, listeners. I was talking to the listeners, you see. That's why I got confused. I thought you were booting him off. I know. No. Fuck out of here. (laughs) Right.